When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're spilling all the tea. This has been a very difficult breakup. And testing the boundaries. My dad's got this magic rock. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Friday, May 6th through Sunday, May 8th. Happy Mother's Day. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Get ready to officially see more of Queen Latifah. CBS has renewed her hit drama The Equalizer for both a third and fourth season. The two-season renewal, which takes the series through at least 2024, comes after the departure of series regular Chris Noth, who played ex-CIA director William Bishop, a mentor to Latifah's Robin McCall. Noth was fired from the show in December following allegations of sexual assault from numerous women. His final episode appearance was in January, which was filmed prior to the allegations coming to light, and the character was officially written off in an April episode where he was killed in a plane crash orchestrated by McCall's old nemesis, Mason Quinn. The daytime Emmy nominations have been announced, and The Young and the Restless leads all nominees with 18, including outstanding daytime drama. General Hospital is right behind it with 17. Meanwhile, The Kelly Clarkson Show and The View are tied for the most nominations for a talk show with nine apiece. And Beyonce added another item to her lengthy list of accomplishments by scoring her first ever daytime Emmy nomination for the theme song she composed for her mother's new Facebook talk show, Talks with Mama Tina. The 49th Annual Daytime Emmy Awards will be broadcast live on Friday, June 24th on CBS and streamed on Paramount+. You can check out the full list of nominees at EW.com. Family Matter star Joe Marie Payton is opening up about some of her memories from that sitcom, where she starred as Winslow matriarch Harriet. And one of them, she claims, involves breakout star Jaleel White trying to physically fight her. In an interview with Entertainment Tonight, Peyton explained, quote, There was a scene where I said, we can't do that. Standards and practices will not let that pass. It's not going to happen. He wanted to do it anyway. She added that he, quote, was so mad, he started kicking and screaming and stuff and insisted she wanted to fight. Peyton says co-star Darius McCrary, who played her son Eddie, grabbed her before she could, quote, whip his behind. Representatives for White and Peyton did not immediately respond to EW's request for comment. And on the latest episode of Hulu's The Kardashians, Kim reveals that while viewers loved her Saturday Night Live monologue, ex-husband Kanye West apparently did not. Kim tells sister Chloe, quote, he walked out on SNL like mid-monologue. Well, she called him the best rapper of all time and a talented, legit genius during her monologue, he didn't like that she joked about divorcing him because of, quote, his personality. She explained to Chloe, quote, he's upset at the fact that I said the reason I divorced him, used the word divorced. He wished I said the word filed for divorce. He was upset that I also said he was a rapper. He said, I'm so much more than a rapper. I can't believe you said rapper. You can check out The Family's new series on Hulu. For more on all of those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and much more, head over to EW.com. Number five.
All right, let's get into it, yeah, with our top five picks, starting with, of course, number five, Netflix's The Pentaveret. This one stars Mike Myers, 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 and Mike Myers, along with Ken Jong, King and Michael Key, Debbie Mazar, and more in the story of a Canadian journalist played by Myers, who sent on what could be a career-saving assignment to find out the truth about a secret society of five men known as the Pentaveret, and all played by, you guessed it, Mike Myers. And in the process, he may have to save all of mankind. Here's a preview. Congratulations. You've just been kidnapped into the world's oldest and most effective secret society of five men. Lord Lordington, our highest-ranking member, Former Australian media mogul Bruce Baldwin, ex-member of Putin's oligarchy Mishu Ivanov, Alice Cooper's former manager Chef Gordon, and you. Ken, man in the street opinions come from Twitter now. Please, give me one more chance. Maybe you're destined for something greater. I'm being sent to Dubrovnik, I repeat. Sent to Dubrovnik. What's Dubrovnik? Is that a euphemism for being probed in your no-no hole? There is something rotten within the pentaveret. I got a plan to get you in. What do you have to lose? If you break a story like the pentaveret, you can do something good for this world. Where were you born? Well, actually, I was born in Toronto. No, you were born in your mother's ass. Well, that's less than kind. And impossible. Well, playing multiple characters is, of course, nothing new for Myers, who also created the Pentaveret. This week on Jimmy Kimmel Live, where Mike Birbiglia was filling in for Kimmel, Myers talked about that and how he made this series a bit of a family affair. I've done a lot of characters, you know, my whole career. I did a lot of characters at Second City in Chicago and Toronto when I was, you know, starting out. And then on Saturday Night Live, you know, you could do four or five sketches of different characters. So it's not that much of a stretch for me. And I had a fantastic director, Tim Kirkby, who's a genius from England. And he did a fantastic job of just creating a great playground for me to play in. Someone, somebody said your brother my did brother, it. My brother played me as the other characters. Wow. And my brother, Paul Myers, super, super funny. Yeah, I followed him, Paul, on Twitter for years. I'm, I'm, I'm the youngest of three. Both my brothers are super, super hilarious. So it's always been me being the, hey, guys, wait up. Guys, wait up. And uh, he writes, you know, he just wrote a, a book about the kids in the hall that became a documentary. He's up in Toronto right now promoting that. And uh, I said to him, look, this is crazy, but do you have a month off? I would love for you to play me and the other characters. And he's done it once before. He was Frozen Austin. <laughs> I'm going to show this. And, I'm going to show this. Which is hilarious. <laughs> this is outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> This is the ultimate masochistic brother move, is to make him a frozen version of you. And, and he did a great job, but I said, it's gonna have a lot more to do than that this time. And uh, it was just great because my, my kids came out and they got to see Uncle Paul, and we, uh, one of the greatest summers ever, because when do you get to hang out with your brother for like a full month when you're grown up? So. He did a fantastic job. I like his characters better than mine. You can check out all of those characters in The Pentaveret right now on Netflix. Trivia. It's trivia time. 
Mike Myers co-starred in which movie that was nominated for the Best Picture Oscar in 2010? Up, Inglorious Bastards, or District 9? Stick around for the answer. There's not much fun in the sun happening on our number four pick, The Selling Sunset Reunion, the hit Netflix reality show that follows real estate brokers on their showings of lavish L.A. home listings is having its first ever reunion show. The episode promises to bring together the cast from season five and discuss all the drama that went down. That includes Jason Oppenheim and Chriselle Staus, whose romance blossomed throughout the season, only for it to come to a dramatic end. Jason reveals the emotional state he's in when moderator and Queer Eye co-host Tan France questions him about the breakup. Was it a showmance for you? Was it real? I mean, I hesitate to answer that question because it's, I'd be like, because I I, I don't want to give it any credence. I mean, that's like asking me if the... Earth is flat. It's a stupid question to me. Wow. Wow. And I don't feel the need to to explain to people that, you know, a very meaningful... Re- <clears throat> oh, you're gonna make me cry. I've never seen Jason Savage. So skipped up. Sorry. I just need a second, guys. It's tough to see you like this. Do you need a hug, babe? Mm-hmm. Okay. Jason, it's so rare I see you Mo, on the show. What are you feeling? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of sadness and loss. Mm-hmm. I think watching the show uh, made it more difficult, you know, brought it back up. It's been a few months, but it, I'm still just going through stuff. And uh, th- I think there was a lot, of, a lot of love between us, and there still is and I still care about her very much, and this has been a very difficult breakup. Well, as if dealing with listings worth millions of dollars wasn't stressful enough, throw in a workplace romance and things will surely heat up. Watch how it all went down on the reunion episode of Selling Sunset, streaming now on Netflix. Alien invasions, foreign substances encapsulated in natural gemstones, creepy neighbors. Well, stranger things have happened in the Wild West and in our number three pick, the season finale of Outer Range. The Amazon Prime Video drama series starring Josh Brolin has explored many odd happenings on his open range. And now Billy, played by Noah Reed, tells Autumn, played by Imogen Poots, that he's crushed up the magic rock his dad once had and, well, decided it would best be made into his dinner. Here's a preview. My dad's got this magic rock. It's had for a long time. So I took it. I crushed it up into a dust. And I eat the dust. I had a vision of you. I was by your side. It felt like we were changing the world and like you were the leader over all Mother Earth. And it was super cool. So I'm thinking, I'm gonna follow you. With royal hidden divisions. Mm-hmm. 
I need you to stop him before he stops me. Will you find him for me? I'll do whatever you want. Alright, well, will viewers get answers to the mysteries that lie beyond the range? Tune in to find out on the season finale of Outer Range, streaming now on Amazon Prime Video. There is a new episode of NBC's The Blacklist tonight, and it is a big one for Aram, who's been feeling lots of pressure since taking lead of the task force. Check out EW.com for a preview of the episode. And keep listening right now for Amir Arison, who plays Aram, as he answers the question, what you watching? What am I watching? Well, I recently finished Euphoria. I highly recommend it. It's unlike anything I've ever seen on TV. Um kind of obsessed with it. Um, I also finished watching Winning Time. Sure enough, that's about basketball. It's about the rise of the Lakers um, on HBO, which there's a lot of like sort of controversy around now because a lot of people don't really like how they're being portrayed. I know that um, Jerry West has taken up a lawsuit. Um, but I mean, I you know, I'm not sure who would like themselves being portrayed, especially, you know, when uh, the show, you know, was a flashy time and the show was really flashy. Um, you know, I know whenever I've done imitations of friends, like if, if everyone laughs, the person who you're imitating never ultimately likes it. They're like, I don't do that. That's not how I am. But it's certainly pulp, entertaining, good TV. And then you find yourself Googling, is that true? Or what was that person like? So I'm really enjoying that. So Euphoria and Winning Time. So that that's what I'm like, what I recently watched. Um, and as a result of Winning Time, I'm watching on Apple TV, um, they Call Me Magic, which is the documentary. So it's really fun to kind of look and compare the characters and the people and the stories and see what uh, sort of matches up. And uh, I'm also watching The Blacklist. And there's some really fun episodes coming out. <laughs> so I'm up to date on that. I would certainly hope so. Thanks, Amir. By the way, he has some good taste there, don't you think? Euphoria is available to stream on HBO Max, as is Winning Time, and They Call Me Magic is on Apple TV+. And you can, of course, catch him Friday nights at 8 on NBC's The Blacklist. All right, folks, don't go anywhere. Our top two picks and soundbite of the week are coming up. What to watch? We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This year's May the 4th Be With You celebration was complete, naturally, with some amazing Star Wars content in the form of a new trailer for the upcoming Disney Plus series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. The Jedi Master, played by Ewan McGregor, is keeping watch over a young Luke Skywalker on Tatooine, while his father, Darth Vader, is about to be the target of a big hunt. But Joel Edgerton's Uncle Owen offers a little warning to Obi-Wan about training Luke. You could say the force is with us for our soundbite of the week. Leave us alone. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father. 
Ouch, that is a deep lightsaber cut right there. And, by the way, a bit of a throwback to A New Hope. If you can't wait for the May 27th debut of Obi-Wan Kenobi, be sure to check out our brand new ranking of the top 100 Star Wars characters ever at EW.com, which of course is where you can find plenty of other content about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Number two. You know, life gets to be a lot when your legacy is on the line. That is especially true for our next pick, the series premiere of Bosch Legacy. The new drama from Amazon Prime Video follows retired L.A. homicide detective turned private investigator Harry Bosch as he sets out to fight crimes in a way that his previous position put too much restraint on. He teams up with attorney Honey Money Chandler to help Whitney Vance, a survivor of an attempted murder, seek justice and maybe even a little revenge on the alleged perpetrator. Here's a preview. You don't mind me asking, how's this working out for you? You miss being a cop? I do standard PI stuff. Sneak and peek, missing errors. Whatever you could find out about my family. Surveillance, consulting. Take this. I'm paying you to conduct an investigation. Just to be clear, I don't work for you. Understood. Is that all you did? Switch to another search engine? Yeah, it's called Google. I have no choice but to declare a mistrial. Rogers hired a hitman, shot me twice and left me for dead. What I really want is to personally hunt him down and end him. I am so sorry. I just wonder what went wrong for Rogers to get off. It's not over yet. We have to nail this guy, Harry. Yeah, we do. But we do it my way this time. Your way. Courts, due process. Justice system. Your way didn't work. No, it didn't. Okay, your way. Shall we proceed with a plan? Let's do it. Rogers was cooking up a scheme that had a very steep buy-in. Billions of dollars on the line. People will do anything to get their hands on it. What is this? House cleaning. These guys, Harry, not to be trifled with. Neither am I. Harry, what are you up to? Better you don't know. Ain't this the life, boy? through this one more time. You steal the signal, you toss it to me. Kablooey. I worry about you. I worry about you. Out on the mean streets of East Hollywood. Still a mission for you, isn't it? Everybody counts. Nobody counts. This is just the beginning. Life on the job as an L.A. police officer can certainly lead to unexpected situations. That's exactly where Maddie Bosch, rookie cop for the LAPD, ended up when she was out on a routine drive with fellow officer Reina Vasquez. Have a listen. Six out of 79, domestic violence suspect there now, 873 North Harvard Boulevard, room 3 at the Harvard House Motel. I know that address. A couple of frequent flyers held dispatcher responding. Adam 79, Roger. Show us responding. Ever been in a fight? I mean, a real physical confrontation. Knockdown, drag out brawl? Once in the eighth grade, this girl made a really racist remark about my stepfather, and I hauled off and blocked her. 
but no, not really. Call for backup. You really think we need it? No. It won't get here in time. Just in case there's a use of force investigation. Six items, 79, requesting backup at our location. All right, partner, let's see who's who in the zoo. Announce and pounce. Okay. So, will Harry, Whitney, and Honey be the right team to get the job done? Only time's gonna tell you guys. Watch the series premiere of Bosch Legacy, streaming on Amazon Prime Video now. It is the survival of the fittest for our number one pick this weekend, the season premiere of The Wilds. The second season of the Amazon Prime series is revving up for an even more dramatic and intense season, if you can believe it, filled with shocking twists and devastating blows. Last season, viewers saw a plane of teenage girls crash on a remote island, leaving them stranded and begging for answers. Little did they know, they're actually part of a social experiment that's being run by Gretchen Klein, played by Rachel Griffiths. And this season, it's revealed that another plane was taken down for the experiment, this one filled with teenage boys. Here's a preview. Got a great story for you. Once upon a time, two plane crashes were staged. All of the victims were dosed and stranded on two islands, eight on one. Eight on the other, though that number was subject to change. This is a new age. This is a new fight. Have you noticed any new vibes between some of the people here? I'm sorry, but I'm done with her. Y'all started wanting to be things. I wanted to be men. This is only the beginning. But the truth is, some of us were becoming monsters. We couldn't see them. We could hear them. The boys with perfect control group. We're not alone here. What's wrong with you? You just care is all. You know, it's disgusting. There is no question they imploded. She's gone and it is my fault! You deserve every good thing in this world. You ever feel like you were up against something relentless? I am you. Everything that you have been through, the same thing happened to me. Don't scream. Well, The Wilds creator Sarah Stryker spoke to EW about continuing the girl story this season, but also including the boys as a counterpoint in what she says is a rare move for TV shows to do. Obviously, we wanted to continue the stories of the girls because they are the soul of the show, their beloved, and, you know, began as a meditation on their coming-of-age journey, and it will remain a meditation on their coming-of-age journey. But, you know, we had to follow Gretchen's story, which is, you know, she is enmeshed in this experiment, and she needs a control group. And, of course, she has this binary perspective on the world, you know, which is a rotten Davis perspective, but she has it nonetheless. So, of course, she would establish this control group of boys. And from a storytelling perspective, that gave us this opportunity to uh, have this new lens on a different kind of coming-of-age experience, that of men. Um, and uh, what was particularly exciting for me was that we started with women as our, our baseline, and then we're kind of pivoting to men as our counterpoint. And that is not something that you 
be necessarily. It's usually the other way around. It's this male experience is the default, and then women are the counterpoint. So from that angle, I think it was just this thrilling possibility. So we ran with it. Oh, well, who will survive the social experiment? Got lots of questions about this one. Tune in to find out on the season premiere of The Wilds, streaming now on Amazon Prime Video. And lastly today, the answer to our trivia question. The Pentaveret creator and star Mike Myers co-starred in which movie that was nominated for the Best Picture Oscar in 2010? Up, Inglorious Bastards, or District 9? Well, his Austin Powers character, Fat Bastard, has absolutely nothing to do with the movie, but maybe it served as a little inspiration for this answer, which is Inglorious Bastards. Myers played a British general who came up with the idea for how to kill Nazi leadership, and Myers reportedly personally appealed to director Quentin Tarantino for the role as a way to honor his parents who were members of the British Armed Forces. That is our show for this weekend. We will have more news and must-see picks for you next week, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Callie Shep, produced by Ashley Boucher, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson.